welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devatara called Parshas Matsaira, Death and Life in the Hands of the Tongue. Shalom, in these upcoming Parshas, Tazriya Matsaira, we know that one of the main themes is about the Matsaira. The Matsaira is a person that got leprosy and has to be sent away from the camp of Israel to be outside for seven days. And the reason he got the disease is because he spoke badly about his fellow Jew, meaning Lashon Hara. Now this reminds us of the whole Parsha with Miriam, where Miriam spoke on a certain level, Lashon Hara, on Moshe Rabbeinu, and as a result, she also had to be sent out of the camp and for seven days, and all of Am Yisrael had to wait for her. And it says, the Midrash says that she merited this, that everyone would wait for her because she waited for Moshe Rabbeinu when he was a baby and he was put in the Nile. So, so too we're waiting for her. And, as we know, Chazal teaches that there's, there's an Indian to remember what happened with Miriam. We're commanded on a certain level to remember what happened with Miriam, the whole episode with Elashonara. So the two questions that kind of scream out over here is it's a bit paradoxical where we're mitzuve, we're commanded not to speak badly about our fellow Jew and hence we're commanded to remember what happened with Miriam isn't that in a sense saying Lashon Hara on Miriam? We're remembering that she spoke Lashon Hara, that's like thinking badly about another Jew, how can that be? Question number two, was that really in her merit that we, that Am Yisrael had to wait for Miriam until she came back from being out of the camp, isn't that emphasizing the sin she did? How can that be to her merit? To answer both these questions, it must mean that she didn't really sin. Maybe she did on a very subtle level, but there wasn't really a sin here. As the Rambam clearly says in Hilchos Tumas Tzaras, he clearly says that all Miriam said she had full intentions only of good things about Moshe Rabbeinu she didn't even intend to do anything bad the only thing she did was she compared Moshe Rabbeinu to the other prophets to the other Nevim where Moshe was really on a higher level and the Rambam goes on to say that Moshe wasn't he, he, he didn't even care that she said that he wasn't makpid on her and still she got this punishment because on her high level, on a certain subtlety, she shouldn't have spoken like that. Explains Rav Zev left that what do we see here? You see from this whole parsha how extreme and sensitive we ought to be to this whole concept of speaking Lashon Hara. Even though we're speaking the truth about our fellow Jew, but still it's considered Lashon Hara and we're commanded not to speak like that. And that's exactly what happened with Miriam. On her very subtle level, it seems like on our level it might not even be an avira, a sin, what she did. But on her level it was. And more than that, it's teaching us that Lashon Hara, it's almost like a result, a tutsah, a tutsah, a result of an, uh, a spiritual result, an outcome. Just like when a person takes a pill that's poisonous, it's going to have an effect on him, even, even if he didn't mean to take it. So too, the neshama gets blemished when a person speaks badly about another Jew. And that is why it is in her merit that we're remembering, in Miriam's merit that we remember what happened to her. Because she was on a very high level and still speaking Lashon Hara on her level affected her. And it's, 
And from her we learn how important it is to stay away from Lashon Hara, just like staying away from fire. So at the end of the day, we answered both our questions. It's not really paradoxical, because the fact that we're remembering what happened to Miriam is actually teaching us, through her, how sensitive we should be with Lashon Hara. As well, it was in her merit that everyone waited for her, because it's not really emphasizing her sin. It was only on her level, in a very, very, very dark subtlety that she spoke something, a little bit, a tinge of putting Moshe Rabbeinu down, even though it didn't really put him down, he didn't affect him, but still, from here we learn how important it is to stay away from Lashonara, just like from fire. The Gemara and Erchin Tesvava Mudbeis explains, and also the Yerushalmi, the Gemara and the Yerushalmi brings down that the three sins that a person gets punished in this world and in the world to come are immorality, murder, and idolatry. And equally to all of them is Lashon Hara. How can that be? We know those are the top three. And the answer is based on what we're going to explain now, which is why is the concept of saying Lashon Hara so, so, such an extreme negative, such a big sin? We know the it, he, uh, the Akadish Buchu curses a person that says Lashon Hara. It's referred to as Makeba Seter, which means it's referred to in the Pasuk as hitting someone in a, in a private place where no one sees. Because when you speak about someone, it's like hitting them. Why? Because when we speak and when we have thoughts about someone else, it has a negative effect on him. Just look at what we see in the Gemara and Brachos. Daf Lamad Aleph Amud We know over there that Chana was davening to Hashem for having a kid. And eventually, she was answered, and she got Shmuel, Shmuel and Avi, and Eli, the Kohen Gadol in those times, thought thought of her badly because he thought she was davening in such a weird way. She thought she was uh, she was junk, and then you see as a result from the Gemara Brachos says you have to ensure that the person forgives you. And not only that, you have to give them a blessing. We learned that from Eli, because that's what he did. He was Mephiaser, he ensured she forgave him, and also he gave her a bracha. Why? Because you have to undo, says the Goan Nivelmi, you have to undo the negative effects on the spiritual level that you had when you spoke or thought badly about another person. To explain it more on a deeper level, from a different perspective, Lashonara is so bad because we're using the one thing HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us, that makes, differentiates the human person from the other beings that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created. We have the power of speech, which we can connect through that to other Jews in a positive way, and also we connect together through davening to, to be united together to be Oyved Hashem. And yet, we're using that same tool HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us, and we're using it for a negative thing. We're using it to put down and speak badly about our fellow Jew which causes exactly the opposite. Instead of being united in Avodah Hashem, we're separating ourselves to be Oyved Hashem. Rabbeinu Yoyna in Shari Tshuva goes on in length to explain why Lashon Hara is such an extreme sin. And he gives like five different reasons. One of them is because you're not even going to feel you're doing a sin. All you're doing is speaking the truth about your fellow Jew. So you're not going to feel bad and hence you're also never going to do Tshuva on it. You're never going to think you need to because you're not going to feel anything's wrong. Also, once a person gets going, it's very hard. He, it's very hard to un. It's very hard to stop yourself from speaking lashonara once a person's used to it. So it's very difficult. So you have to run away from it like from fire. 
The other thing is that even if you finally decide to do tshuva on it, it's almost impossible to do 100% tshuva because you really don't know who you've hurt. How are you going to remember? How are you going to know? And he says, that's why the Pasuk in Tehillim compares it to a person with, uh, with a bow and arrow. Because after you let the arrow go, you don't really know who it hit. As well, once you let the arrow go, you can't stop it. You have to, you, it's too late. Once it's out of your hands, you can't grab it back. I want to end off with an idea that I saw brought down by Rav Zevlef, that the word Lashon, which is tongue, but Lashon ha comes from the word Lashon. The word Lashon, as we spoke numerous times, that the words in Hebrew have a very tight correlation, any word that's used from the same letters. And Lashon also comes from the word Lash, which is to knead or to to mix things together, different types of things, a solid and a liquid, etc. So to hear, that's what the Lashon, the tool of, of speech, HaKadosh who gave us, is also in a way mixing. Why? Because we're mixing the machshava, a spiritual thing, with physical. We're bringing it out into the physical world by speaking, taking it out of a machshava and speaking. And that's why it has such a potential. We're elevating the physical. And if we use that, that's what life's all about, to elevate the physical. But if we're using that same tool Hashem gave us, that differentiates us from animals, and we're using it for a negative thing, to cause separation in the world, that's almost the worst thing one can do. We'll end off with a story about the Chafetz Chaim. I saw this being brought down by his grandson, who I've heard speak several times, Rab Zaks, and he said that one Purim Suda, the Chafetz Chaim, he was not the Yeshiva, but a lot of people came to his house for the Suda, and one of his best Talmidim, who was a very... He, he, he was a very big uh, Talmud Chacham. And when he got drunk, so he kind of kept annoying the Chafetz Chaim and telling him, please promise me, I'm not leaving until you promise me I'll be within your four Amos, within your two meters in Oilam Haba, in the world to come. The Chafetz Chaim never answered him, never answered him, but he kept, kept pushing, pushing, pushing. Towards the end of the Suda, he said, Rabbi, I'm not leaving until you promise me I'm in with your four Amos in Oilam Haba, in the world to come. So finally, the Chafetz Chaim answers him, You know what? Listen, you want me to promise that you'll be within my four Amos in Oilam Haba? In order to do that, of course, I have to be in a place where the people are on a high level. I want to be with someone that uh, refrains from doing something that Hashem curses a person to do. Of course, we can't be together if one does that. So please promise me that from now on until the end of your life, you will never speak Lashon Hara. And the person, even though he was drunk, he was holding enough to think about that question. He tried to sober up on the fly, and he was thinking to himself, and then he answered the Chafetz Chaim. He said, with all due honesty, I don't think I can promise that. It's impossible. How can I, how can I know that I won't talk Lashon Hara the rest of my life? When he left, the Chafetz Chaim waited till he left, and then he told all the Talmidim, that was a big mistake. Because if the Torah commands us to do something, then it is lo b'shamaymi. That's what the Pasuk says. It's not in the sky, it's within our reach to do. And he should have done it. Then the Rosh Yeshiva spoke to all, to all his Bachurim, and he said that that, that was a bit a huge missed opportunity by, by this Talmud, because he should have taken Chafetz Chaim on his offer. And with that, we can end and go back to why we said, I think we gave many explanations why Lashon Hara is such an extreme negative 
and a horrible sin to do. And that's why it is indeed connected to the three big sins, immorality, murder, and idolatry. Because all of those have the element of hurting someone emotionally, physically, spiritually. But Lashon Hara, if you think about it, has all these three dimensions. You can hurt someone physically, it can hurt someone physically, because you can lose a lot of money from your Lashon Hara, emotionally and definitely spiritually. As we know, our words and our thoughts can have a huge detrimental effect spiritually on a person. Yiratzon, that will have the koichos to refrain from speaking Lashon Hara. Please, if we have time, I'll send another separate file with a Gavaldic story I just saw that I would like to share with you. Good job. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Drabasaf Aaron Prisman. Please share with your friends and family. PrismofTorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divrei Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, prismoftorah.com. This podcast was produced for free by Ellie Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Leibas Yonah, Yaakov Alexander Ben Mordechai Doiv, Yisak Isaac Ben Moshe.